This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. It's time for the Clang Valley's biggest conversation. Talk back on the evening edition. Only on BFM 89.9. Talk back Thursday, folks. Caroline and Uma with you. Let me give you that number. It's 0377109000. That's the number to call. You can text us on 0162019000. You can tweet us at BFM Radio. Uh, so last week, Art for Grabs, um, you know, this event that happens uh, three or four times a year, facilitated a very interesting discussion that centered around political discussions that happened or not when we're at home with our families. Uh, it was a very well attended session that included a panel of speakers who shared their thoughts on the topic. Yeah, and it's a very clever interesting topic as well. It is, it is. And and, and, and also, okay, so before we get before we get into the question, right, what is it like in your household, Caroline? Is yeah. politics a, a thing? Like a dinner you, table discussion Yeah, uh, do you topic? talk about it? Yeah, and, and I think it, it's divided, right? So some members of my family would talk about it um, just non-stop and uh, some members are, you know, just a little bit hesitant really. So it's, it's a mixed bag what about yours what do you think mm, i'm sure it's a non-stop no it's non-stop as oh. soon as i step into the house in the evening uh, the first question my dad usually asks me is so what's going on with the country mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm i'm just usually resigned and go i don't know um, but, but that's what we want to talk to you about today because according to reports about the forum our personal circumstances mirror many other households in malaysia and it seems to cut to the extremes uh, generally families discuss politics rather voraciously some allude to it in throwaway remarks and some not at all mm-hmm. preferring to keep politics out of the general family discourse yeah. i'm assuming just because it could cause a lot of arguments mm, yeah because i'm sure that does happen depending uh, on you know how detailed those discussions discussions get and uh, well the things that are happening in the country the thing is it provides a lot of the things that do happen politically it provides a whole lot of fodder doesn't it Yes, it does. It does provide a whole lot of fodder. Um, you know, what, what, what's that standard saying, Caroline? It's politics and religion, right? Things mm. you should never talk about around the dinner table. Yeah, but that seems to be it's all the some case. people That's, talk it's about. All, yeah. It's all we talk about. Yep. Um, so we're asking you, we're asking you today, does your family talk politics at home? And, you know, and, and do parents actually encourage um, this kind of discussion around the dinner table? Now, we spoke to uh, Keith Wan Chai. Keith Wan Chai is a um, writer. He was on the, he was on, he was one of the panelists as well um, uh, at Art for Grabs, or he was no, he wasn't. He wasn't. Um, uh, he wasn't on the panel. Okay, he wasn't on the panel. Art for Grabs, but uh, Tuan Chai is a very p- politically active commentator. Yep. He writes plenty of op-eds, uh, and you can read him on Malaysia Kini. But we spoke to him in particular about. Um, about uh, um, about whether he talks to his kids uh, about politics, yep. right? And is it actually appropriate dinner table conversation? Here's what he had to say. It's very important. They need to know. What age did you actually start talking to them about politics? Because your kids are in their 20s. Did you start it at a very young age? Uh, I think maybe by after 10 years old or so, you know, and uh, and definitely when they went to secondary school. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, even in school, they, you know, they learn things from their friends and they're quite aware of what are, what, what, what are the things happening. So uh, sometimes they will give their own inputs, uh. When you say they need to know, or they are aware, or they know what's happening, um, is there a particular way you talk to them about it, or you know, is it just a general part of the conversation? Normally, uh, I would bring up some issue that that was happening, and uh, then I would put in my own opinion about it. Mm-hmm. I would be critical usually because 
you know, you, you usually don't bring up an issue unless it's something that you want to gripe about. Yeah. 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 Sad to say, la, but that is the truth. La. When things are okay, people don't really talk about it. La. But when they are really bad, then they do. Do you find that there is any, uh, if at all, a generational divide when it comes to your approach to politics and uh, that of your children? A generational divide? Mm. Uh, no, I don't see it, you know. Uh, I think uh, the young generation, uh, uh, some of them are actually even more politically savvy and more politically charged up uh, than uh, some of the old fogies. <laughs> yeah, you can see that, you know, in some of the... Uh, Activism, uh, you can see that in uh, some of the political rallies or even the social rallies. You can see that in Bersay, for instance, uh, a lot of young people turn up for these things. And especially that uh, very courageous and feisty uh, young lady who, who put together that uh, Tangkap MO1 rally. She's a, she's a great example, a model, a role model for the young. Is there anything that you feel is off the table when it comes to politics? So, you know what it's like, um, I mean, what about, say, for example, sodomy um, in talking to your kids about, about it? I mean, how did you approach that or did you approach it at all? Oh, yeah, I mean, uh, I think they're old enough to know what sodomy is, mm-hmm. or even when they were younger. <laughs> <laughs> Nowadays, uh, yeah. You know, more than me, I suppose. <laughs> well, I suppose that's no, the thing, no. isn't it? If you grew up in that time and it was in the newspapers, uh, almost every single day, it would have been almost impossible not to know. Yes, definitely. And, uh, well, I, I, don't, I don't hold back uh, when I talk about these things, you know. I'm very uh, liberal when I speak to my children. I mean, uh, I don't want to hide anything from them or to, to hold back or to... Let them not know about things that are important or a part of reality. So it's, 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 it comes easily. It's not a problem at all. Absolutely. So one final question. Um, what would you say uh, to other parents who don't talk to their kids uh, about politics? Um, would you encourage them to do so? And if so, why? They, 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 I would definitely encourage them simply because politics is so much a part of our lives. You know? And people say, oh, I don't care about politics, I don't care about elections and all that. They are politically apathetic and so on. I say, but the point is, you don't realize it. Hmm. Politics will have an effect on you in one way or another. Mm -hmm. And if you don't address it, if you are not aware of what is happening politically, you will be the poorer for it. And you, (laughs) when the time comes for you to... To, to, to realize uh, what has been done to you, it may be too late. So it's time to really get down to it and talk about it now. Do you feel that to a degree it's our duty to be talking about it, to be aware, to know what's going on and to spread that conversation? Yes, it is our duty. You put it absolutely right, Caroline. That was Ki Tuan Chai. He's an actor, dramatist, poet, journalist and noted civil rights activist. He's very, very strongly about it. Yeah. So and we also caught up with, with, with Punky Tech, right? So Punky Tech is the director of Arts for Grabs. Kelvin Yee has him on the line. Uh, Pang, how did the session go? I think the session went very well. It was very lively and we covered quite a broad range of topics regarding how family deals with politics. We also talk about the spaces in which families feel safe in talking about politics. So why did you decide to cover this particular topic? So the reason this topic came up was because uh, as an organizer of Art for Grabs, 
we have always been interested in having very political discussions, but we always have our art for gaps in uh, malls, you know, public spaces, or part of uh, arts festivals. And there were times when uh, venues or sponsors have told us that we should not include political discussions or political vendors, uh, as this is a family-friendly space. And this led me to question the assumption that family-friendly spaces cannot include political you know, discussions or vendors. So it inspired me to to challenge that notion to say that, you know, why why shouldn't family be allowed or be able to deal with politics uh, in this kind of uh, public spaces? And why, why shouldn't they have places where they can go and find information or be educated about their rights? What reactions did you see or, you know, what did participants say that caught your attention? For me, the, the three most important points. One is the fact that when it comes to thinking about spaces, a lot of people feel fear, right? So a lot of families are afraid. Uh, and maybe it could be due to having uh, a parents having grown up during the Opsalang era uh, where they see uh, serious repercussions being dealt with uh, uh, against people who speak up on politics. Or it could also be the fact that parents feel completely disempowered and helpless to know what to do when their children get into trouble or get arrested and they imagine the worst, right? So there's a lot of disempowering, a lot of feelings of fear. So this 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 uh, fear seems to be quite crippling for them, and and hence uh, there's a sense of discouragement from parents towards their children, you know, uh, in talking about politics. Do you think your session managed to change any minds as to talking about politics at home? I hope so, because uh, I mean the, the the audience were very much cheering on the speakers. I mean, when, every time the speakers make an interesting point or a good point, you know, or when Siti Kasim stands up and deliver her charama, people were cheering and clapping along. And there is a sense that we shouldn't be afraid. But not just, uh, I mean, especially coming from Siti, she's, I think the, the, the word she says, and uh, it may not be friendly to your radio, is that, <laughs> that we have to, you know, stand up and throw away this fear or else we're leaving a country to our children. But I think Beyond that, what, what is another interesting aspect of the discussion was talking about spaces, right? The, the idea that politics and the market have come together to determine for us where we can talk about politics. So, for example, they say, you know, you can talk about politics or deal with politics uh, in your home, in your private sphere, but don't deal with it in public. There's a sense of having to surrender uh, our public voices in order to enjoy our private spaces. And uh, and this blinds us to actually realizing that actually our voices in the public space determine the kind of things we can do or enjoy in the private space. So the the last point uh, is the issue of class. I think a lot of the, our discussions about politics in Malaysia revolve around race, right? And there's a there's a sense in the among the family and the panelists that uh, we need to find a way to talk about politics that is inclusive of everyone, but. I think a lot of us in uh, the kind of having the kind of conversation live in middle class and uh, heterogeneous communities where the poorer people actually tend to live in more homogeneous or mono-ethnic communities. And I think there's a call for us to try to understand the concerns of other classes and families from different classes from us. The ever-eloquent Punky Tech, the director for Art for Grabs on politics and the family. We clearly should be having these conversations according to him. Yeah, uh, that's right. And I, I think it also bringing up the um, 
uh, the rural distinction. That's an important. So who's uh, talking about it? Right? Yeah, who's talking about it? But I think you know logistics plays uh, plays a huge role in the respect. We've got a, a poll running on our um, BFM Twitter page asking you whether or not parents should be talking to the kids about politics. Uh, so far, we have forty nine percent of voters saying of course, and fifty one saying no. Um, Ooh, that's an equal divide. Yeah. All right. Uh, we're asking you today, though, do you talk politics at home with your family? You can give us a call on 0377109000. You can text us on 0162019000. You can tweet us at BFM Radio. We'll go to the phone lines after these messages. You're listening to Talk Back on the Evening Edition, BFM 89.9. Time for the four T's. Tweet, text, talk, talk back on BFM 89.9. Talk back on zero three seven seven one zero nine thousand. You can text on zero one six two zero one nine thousand. You can tweet at BFM Radio. We're asking you whether you and your family discuss politics at home. Is this something important that you teach your children? Uh, call us and tell us. Uh, we have a, we have a we have a Twitter poll going on, Caroline. Yeah, uh, that's right. We, and we, we got we made a mistake earlier. Yeah, I made a mis- mistake with that a little earlier. Asking whether or not parents should be talking to the kids about politics. So forty nine percent have uh, weighed in saying yes, of course. Uh, 11% saying maybe, 40% saying when they're old enough, nobody says no. Okay, so nobody well, says no. Well, that's good. That's yeah. good. That means everyone has is is actually engaged in some kind of conversation with their family about politics. Uh, when you call in, actually, we're going to da- delve a little deeper on that to find out just what you talk about with your family and whether or not it gets heated. Yeah, but is it dinner table conversation? And if not, what do you discuss over dinner? Oh, I'm curious. I don't know like, whether this me is very nice. <laughs> Those are important things to be talking about. Uma. Yes, how well did you fry that chicken? Yeah. I'm just saying. Uh, we've got Ishan on the line. Um, Ishan was one of the participants in the Art for Grabs uh, panel. Uh, Ishan, thank you so much for calling. Uh, how, yeah. how did you find that panel? You were, of course, one of the young people on the panel, Ishan. Yeah, I was, I was the resident millennial. You could call me that. <laughs> so uh, how, how did you I find mean, the panel? I mean, how did you find the discussion? Was, and did, it, it, did you relate to it? It was amazing, yeah. I really, I really, I related it to it. I related it so well to it because you know what I saw there speaking was stuff I believed in. Hmm. You know, a lot of millennials, a lot of younger people tend to have very progressive ideas, and here I am on a panel sitting next to the real slim shady of activism, Piti Kasim. That was <laughs> that was really amazing for me. So I loved it. I genuinely, well, I'm sure a lot of young people would have loved it. A was, lot of them were out there watching. Was there anything surprising uh, to you from that panel? Um, surprising in the sense, well, I kind of expected what was what was going to be said, mm-hmm. but uh, I was surprised by the audacity people had to say. You know, I was very, very happily, pleasantly surprised because I saw people standing up and saying what they felt, you know, speaking out from their heart rather than being afraid of, you know, whatever it is, draconian laws or whatever it is they believe that is in their way. So, so it, it was very, very amazing. So when you say the audacity that people had, was it just the fact that they were speaking up or was it the fact that they were speaking up about how they felt about politics? Oh, it was actually the fact that I was speaking about politics. Because at that point, at this point, especially in Malaysia, a lot of our concerns lie in politics. A lot of us want to discuss it, but we're a bit too scared. Hmm. And that, that discussion always starts at home when you're younger, because the younger generation is always eager to get into that discussion. We're always ready to hop in. So, Ishan, well, well that, that, it's interesting you say that, because I guess across the world, the problem is that people say a lot of millennials uh, seem a little disaffected and maybe not interested. They may not even go out and vote. What was it like in your house? Um, wh- wh- why were you so politically engaged? 
So mine was quite the opposite. So this is why I believe there is a active generation hidden somewhere that I want to I want to help get out there, because my father was quite the opposite. My father was someone who did not want to vote. He he rarely he rarely exercised his right to vote because he's very politically apathetic on in the polls and the voting booths. But whenever it came to policies he disagreed with, he'd talk about it. And the fact that he kept that discussion going allowed me to understand better policies from before I was born. In fact, I could recall discussions he had with many, many people on policies that I had absolutely no part of. No part of. Mm. But now I understand what they mean. Ishan, quick question before I let you go. How old are you? I'm actually 19 years old. I was, oh. I was actually hoping to... I was hoping to encourage those eligible to vote to... Go and register. Know, ...as soon as possible, yes. That's a great shout-out. We don't know when the election could be. You have to shout-out, because I can't register anyway, because if it is in March 2017, I'll still be 19 by election day. <laughs> so, so uh, anyway... It's not much of a... Yeah. But, but you know what? You give us hope, so keep up the good work and, and you know, keep speaking out. Thanks so much for your call, man. Not a Yep. Um, All right. Um, so we're, we're, talk, we're talking today about whether you discuss politics at home. Uh, Ishan, you know, 19 years old and, uh, you know, was on this panel and is, is constantly engaged. I mean, you know, so much for that, for, so much for that saying that millennials are disengaged, right? Well, certainly not him. Not him, not him. And, and you know what? We, you know what? We, we're not going to stop with, uh, we're not going to stop with uh, Ishan. We've also got uh, another panelist, Anis Yuliani Yusliza. She's actually the daughter of Siti Kasim. And, mm-hmm. and, and they, the both of them were on the panel that day. Uh, Yuli, thank you so much. Oh, we've lost Yuli. We will, we will call Yuli back. Um, yeah, very quickly, just going to read out some of the tweets that have come in. So Jagdesh says, kids definitely need to understand the impact of politics and how they play a role. Definitely not having heads buried under the sand. However, the fundamental basis of fairness, governance, humanity and rights need to be taught first before the actual politics. Uh, Efiah Munira says, parents talk to me about local and world politics since I was seven years old, but also warned me not to get into politics. I think that's a standard warning. Yeah. Uh, T. Zekim says, uh, politics seems to be an integral part of the nation's fundamentals, so why not? Yeah, I mean, and, and th- those are the kind of conversations that we're really curious to hear about. Uh, if your parents were talking about politics, what were they talking to you around the dinner table? Were they talking about the spirit of good governance and the importance of democracy? Or was it was it political gossip? Because that's, that's the exciting stuff that we talk about around the mama all the time. Or right? did they feel that politics had no part, um, you know, in this in, in your family discourse uh, on the dinner table? <laughs> the dinner table is a no-politic zone. Yeah. Uh, we've got Rex on the line. Uh, Rex, hey, thank you so much for calling. Um, what do you mean when you say we should talk about it in a measured way? So, yeah, before I begin, actually, I can recall that the first time I had a conversation about politics with my late father. Right. That was in 1994. I was just uh, five years old back then. <laughs> yep. So, okay, when, uh, what I want to share about this one, yeah, because usually uh, when a kid came across uh, maybe a political party posters and also some uh, sort of news that's being reported in newspaper, mm-hmm. they will usually ask the parents first, so what is this? So, one. What I'm mentioning in the measured way is actually is not only to discuss in terms of uh, uh, partisans uh, base. For example, okay, this is party X, this is party B, so party Y is bad, so party X is good. Right. So parents should be uh, wise enough when they discuss about politics uh, with their children. Right, so what you're saying is yeah. what the approach is important. Yes, approach is important, and secondly, if possible, avoid the uh, bias. Yeah. So if this is some bias, especially related to how to say uh, 
like normal uh, normally when we talk about politics right yeah. mm-hmm. so usually uh, we will uh, how to say we will push our own agenda on our kids lah yes yeah so another thing is actually uh, they need to know uh, what's the clear difference uh, between uh, for an example when discussing between two political parties and uh, it is not only to discuss uh, things in a very negative way lah uh, oh. as what i can say yeah thank you very much rex thank you so much for your call um a way you know you know what that is like caroline if the entire family mm. is a united supporter mm. and then the kid ends up being a liverpool supporter yeah. that is essentially just horrible yeah so the way to do it is then to talk about spill. the world of football as a whole exactly <laughs> explain every different club team and you know thing out there all the history and then let the child Decide yeah, when decide. you know they are of, of of an old enough age. Yeah, you know, twenty one maybe. Lovely. <laughs> uh, we we managed to get Yuli back on the line. Hey, Yuli, thank you for calling back. Um, Hi, you were so sorry. you were on the panel as well, along with your mum. That must have been quite fun. Um, talk to me about talk to me about what you took away from the panel because I'm assuming that you and your mum must have political conversations all the time. Yes, we do. Uh, actually, pretty much on a daily basis. Every time I talk to her, because <laughs> she's very involved in a lot of, uh, you know, initiatives. Well, well right this second, isn't she out fighting for Orang Asli rights? Yes, yeah, she actually just got back last night from uh, supporting a group of Orang Asli who, uh, uh, who initiated a blockade to stop the loggers from coming into the ancestral land. Right. So uh, there was a bit of trouble with that because, of course, uh, this is a very profitable industry. So mm-hmm. there is difficulty when you're dealing with these kind of issues. But uh, yeah, so the main thing when we talk about politics or whatever between the both of us is usually about safety. <laughs> we usually are more concerned about keeping each other safe. So whenever she leaves or she goes for one of these trips, I'm always like, okay, be safe, <laughs> be right. sensible, make sure there are good people around you. Yeah. yeah, and I suppose, yeah, that that would be the approach considering you're coming from sort of inside the circle, uh, if you will, and yeah. so safety is is of importance. So when did these conversations uh, begin, Yuli, between you and your mom, um, and, you know, how deep would you go at, at what age? Um, honestly, I feel like we have always had a very open, uh, you know, kind of conversation since I was very young. My mother has always taught me to question things and... Whenever I had an opinion, uh, we don't get uncomfortable when we get into um, a disagreement. I think that was the most important thing was that when I was growing up, she understood. But she has more to understand. Mm. So she would give me the ingredients to understand things later on. Right. But she wouldn't uh, try to tell me what to really accept or believe, if that makes sense. Yeah, so she was very measured uh, with her in, in her approach as, to, as opposed to trying to just lay her agenda on you. Of course. I would never, I honestly, I don't think my mother ha- ever had an agenda um, because for her, it was just like, you must understand there's right and wrong. And, um, you know, people shouldn't be hurt. People shouldn't be exploited. You know, the basics. And I think that's how we should approach talking about politics, less so as it's, um, you know, like again, someone mentioned like partisanship and stuff like that because it kind of separates it from ourselves. Whereas it's more to do with our daily lives, you know, how we, re- we treat each other and how spend our money and how you know where we, how, how safe we are so that is politics politics is not it overlaps a lot with our lives so when my mother instilled that from a young age not so much about politics but more about the reality of the world mm-hmm. how everything is so interconnected and uh, yeah so i guess that was a good foundation of you, course we didn't always agree <laughs> you yeah. know there were times where we disagreed but that it was healthy because she was like you know you will understand later 
this is what you think, you know, and it's good. So. Yuli, thank you so much for your call. Um, yeah, you know, uh, this is what we're asking you today. Uh, at what point should you start talking to your children about politics? Do you actually talk politics at home with the family around the dinner table? Call us on 0377109000. You can text us on 0162019000. Talk back Thursday. We'll be back after the news on BFM 89.9. Psst, you there? Open your mouth and... Talk! It's Talkback Time on BFM 89.9. Talkback on the evening edition 0377109000 is the number to call. You can text us on 0162019000. Caroline and Uma are with you and we're asking you today whether you talk about politics at home. This uh, conversation was inspired by an event that took place uh, over the weekend. It was Art for Grabs and they facilitated a very interesting conversation about whether or not uh, politics and family mix. Mm. And uh, I'm not talking about political families because they happen all the time. And they mix. And they mix very well. Mm. <laughs> Let's go to the calls. We've got, we've got Cheryl on the line. Cheryl, thank you for waiting. Um, you say that we should pass this on to kids at an early age. Cheryl? Okay, we seem to have lost the call, but uh, we'll try and get you back on the line, Cheryl. In the meantime, very quickly, just going to read out a lot of the messages that have been coming in and tweets as well. So, uh, Azwan Omar says, in Germany, they actually have a federal agency on civic education to teach politics objectively without political parties' influence. And that's pretty interesting. So, you know, it's, it's sort of part of the government's mandate to ensure that every citizen knows what's going on when it comes um, to, uh, to politics and civic education. That's actually very interesting. Yeah. We don't, we don't necessarily teach politics we teach history with a strong element of politics because yeah. the history we learn about the struggle for independence is very rooted in the political parties of the day if you will yeah and you know so there's an implicit right bias as well. right yeah, yeah. um and, and uh, another one um from uh, f3 iming these handles are killing me i must it's say just becoming harder and harder to read yeah Okay, so saying that we should bring back civic study in schools. Uh, we grew up not understanding our constitution and democracy. Jing sent a text in saying, yes, we talk politics at home. It gets pretty heated and opinions can be very different. Uh, that's when it sometimes abruptly stops and the process repeats tomorrow. And, and so that's what I want to know. I want to know about how heated these discussions get. Um, in, in my household, yeah, they get pretty heated. We, we have arguments over dinner. I mean, nothing... nothing, nothing uh, nothing that breaks relationships, but at the same time, um, it, it, it becomes... I, I think we have resorted to name-calling once in a while. Yeah, but that's the thing, isn't it? It can <laughs> break relationships. Politics, discussions about politics can indeed break relationships, and it has. Actually, so here's what I'm, I'm curious as well. Um, if you are in a relationship... Uh, if you're married, if you're with a boyfriend, girlfriend, um, call us and tell us if you have opposing political views. Are you are you dating or married married to someone with opposing political yeah. views? And tell us what that's like. There are a lot of articles going around now about breakups that are happening in the US because oh. partners are voting for Trump or Hillary. Well, that's just a mistake, isn't mm. it? Uh, we can go to the call. We can go to the lines at seven seven one zero nine thousand, which is the number to call. You can text us on zero one six two zero one nine thousand. We've got Daniel on the line. Hey, Daniel. So tell me, politics and family do they mix? Hey guys. Hi. Yeah, um, politics and family. Well, this is the thing with politics. You know how everything and how it affects our daily lives, and how we also see politics in our 
respective countries. And this is the thing where we need to get children into the discussion as well, is because when you talk, when we see politics, mm, yeah. we are we are taking the positive, the positive, and the productive uh, sources of politics on how we could use politics. Right, and that's and that's the message where we gotta send the children because with politics. That's how we can solve social issues. That's how we can. That's how we can bring even um, other topics in, onto the table and debate and discuss them. Civil, you know, like um, civilized, you know, civilized discussions. And we gotta edu- also re-educate children that politics is not just about backbiting right. and what we're seeing. You know what I'm talking about. In, you know. in the newspapers every day. Yes, yes. And we're in, a, we're in a country where politics and what... You're on the front page. You're going to see on, uh, on this person insulting this person, this politician insulted by this person or by a tweet. And we're not having important issues like, oh... Uh, well, uh, housing, exactly. orang asli issues, everything we've not been policy. talking about. Yes. Not yes. policy, right? Exactly. Yes, um, social issues, important thing that things that matter to all of us on the media, and that's that's why we gotta re-educate um, or educate children about what are what the positive and productive things we could use with politics to not just make our lives easier, but to make things more worthwhile in and also not just um, solving these problems, but also. Um, Focusing on like how we're how how we're how we're dealing with them. Yeah, yeah. Thank you very much, Daniel. And how and how all of us can become, uh, I guess, functioning members of society and politics ourselves. Right? Yeah, what can we do as citizens? He, it's not just enough to talk about it. He raises an important point. You know, the importance of uh, educating kids about policy and the I suppose the ecosystem as a whole beyond what you see in the papers. No, you're right. Yeah. And, and, and he's absolutely right about that as well. When we look at the front pages of our papers, it's often about the gossip and the backbiting because that's that's the exciting news that everybody wants to read and click on and yeah. all of that. It's about numbers. So um, some tweets that have come in. So at Neem King says that it's parents' responsibility to raise the next generation of voters and also the nation's leader. That's a lot of responsibility on parents. Uh, Shannerzel says uh, children should be educated about politics um, if and only if the parents are actually aware of um, how it works and reality in society, family and the workplace. Call us and tell us your thoughts on, I guess, politics and the home. Uh, we're, t- we're asking you today whether your parents encouraged you to discuss politics and home. And do you talk to your kids about politics? Why and why not? And and, and, and and I'm really curious about this. If you are in a relationship with someone with opposing political views. I think you need to change that tactic. Nobody wants to share their relationship stories, it seems. No, tell us, call us. Or actually, no, even if you have deferring political views with your parents, as I'm yeah. sure a lot of us do, because... Uh, you know, Malaysians of a certain ge- of, of different generations do have different polit- political sure. views, as we found out of late. Mm-hmm. And has it caused any real conflict within your family? You know what? We, we'll keep your names a secret so your parents will never find out. Anyway, it's just Uma and myself here. Nobody will hear nobody, us. Nobody, nobody, nobody else. will hear us. Zero three seven seven one zero nine thousand is the number to call. You can text us on zero one six two zero one nine thousand. You can tweet us at BFM Radio. Nicole is on the line. Hey, Nicole, thank you so much for calling. Hey, hi, uh, Nicole here. 
Yeah. Um, so basically, you guys are talking about politics. So I think it's not just parents teaching their children politics. Sometimes it's a two-way thing. Parents also, you know, they learn from their children. Mm-hmm. And um, you want to do you want to elaborate on that? So um, in in my household, I live with my mom, and it's both of us. My mom is a single mom, and mm-hmm. me. Politics was not something that we choose whether we wanted to get ourselves educated or not. It was a matter of survival. Politics, from you know putting food on the table, from right. you know getting welfare and this and that, getting an education. Right. So politics was a, a main thing. We had to learn it. We had to know it for survival, basically. For and survival. Was, you had to I live it. Yeah. Yeah, and and basically. I think politics is beyond just political parties. It's also the hair on your head, the food on your table. All of this is a political issue mm. for both of us. So it was something more of we together learning it along the way, teaching one another, giving it and taking it from one another rather than just parents teaching their children. Yeah. yeah. So maybe that's my take on it. Yeah. Thank you very much, Nicole. Thank, Thank you, you for calling. Yes. And it's a good All point. Right. It really is in um, every aspect of our everyday, everyday lives. You live it. And when we mention politics, it's very easy to get caught up in, you know, I'm not sure about Malaysia, even on a global scale, very easy to co- get caught up in the, oh, you know, Trump-Clinton mm. fight or uh, this, the injustices against Anwar, for example. Or, you know, and, and of course, all of that's important. But, and well, maybe not Trump, but a lot of that <laughs> is important. But, you know, politics is the basis of, you know, what we were talking about yesterday with uh, Orang Asli land rights. And there are political avenues in which it can be taken to solve these things. And yep. so being engaged and aware of these situations is incredibly important. And you, you, can, only, you can only be aware and engaged if, if it starts at a very young age, right? Uh, you can call us on 0377109000. You can text us on 0162019000. You can tweet us at BFM Radio. We're asking you today, does your family talk politics at home? This is Talkback on the Evening Edition, BFM 89.9. 0377109000. To talk back. BFM 89.9. Talk back Thursday on the evening edition. Caroline and Uma with you. You heard the man at 0377109000. We're asking you today about whether you talk politics at home with your family. Uh, we're going to go to the lines. We've got Zaidal. Zaidal, this is hilarious. You only talk politics on Raya? <laughs> no, no, no. So, um,. You see, uh, brings me back to 99 or 98. All right. Is when there's that tiff between Anwar and Mahathir, that fallout. Mm-hmm. Oh, when everyone, that's the only thing everyone was talking about. <laughs> yeah, okay. So here's the thing. In Malay politics at that time, it was very polarizing. It's between PAS and AMNO. Mm-hmm. And Correct. And was there at that time, but it's mostly center on PAS and there's religion coming in. And at least my personal experience, Malay families do not talk about politics in, in their own respective family, but when extended family comes over and bring high gathering, that's when the drama and the fire comes in. Why, why <laughs> is that the case? So why is that the case that it's all right with extended family, but it's not with immediate family? Because, you know, immediate family is between a father and a son, a father and a daughter. So generally, you know, you don't talk back to your parents. However, extended family is between brothers and sisters, and they're all adults. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. so, so Zaydal, and while, then while the Caroline... drama comes in, and then they'll say, let's just say there's a predominantly BN family, there will always be an uncle or an auntie who is past, right. or predominantly past family, and right. there'll be the opposing views. And then the relatives will group together, the team pass versus team BN, and be an awkward hurry Okay. Uh, <laughs> so, so, so. Back in the 1990s, it was very polarizing in 1990s, I still remember. So, Zaida, hold on a second. While Caroline asks you a sensible question, can we just sure. talk about the drama? <laughs> um, so, <laughs> what, what was, so, tell me, I mean, what was that like? I mean, was it, 
were relationships really strained or was it just friendly banter? Okay, in our family, at least my experience, it wasn't that strained. I mean, you know, there's no burnt bridges, but stories we heard from from uh, even uh, masjid, uh, jama'ah going, oh, ni tim pas, ni tim and all that mosque is pas, <laughs> this mosque is the end. It was quite bad in 99. However, um, to put it in how interesting it was, uh, uh, I think it was best eloquently put by my uh, grandma, which is my mother's aunt. Right. Uh, we call her Opa Yung, because uh, she's a Perak. So uh, her husband and one of the sons, the two sons are pro-Anwa. The other group is pro-Mahadi. And she eloquently sums up after a big argument. She says, Mahadi, Kanwa, Kawa, Kopa, Gini, Yuga. You know that sort of thing. She's a wise woman. She's, she's very wise looking at what happened today and how we see the political scene today. Opa Hyung is very smart. Oh man, thank you so much that. for your call. That love was that. brilliant. And and yeah, I, I mean, that's I love right. Opa Yong already. Yes, I know. I love her. She's great. Um, thank you so much for your call. We're asking you today whether you talk politics at home with your family have there been any heated discussions or has it just been friendly banter yeah and i absolutely love that call from uh Zaydal. um you know it, it feels like it's a real insight into what's happening at home and you can imagine that being duplicated in homes across the country yeah i mean i've i've been at dinner parties where people have stormed off mm. um, at a restaurant they've actually just gotten up in between the meal and walked out never mm. come back because there have been such staunch disagreements I, I about political figures I told you to have a I know, bath. i know i know sometimes i just Once think up year, the joint Uma. uh victor on the line hey victor thank you for holding so victor do you talk to your family about politics good evening good, good evening, evening. Uh, there wasn't much politics being talked about in my household mm-hmm. Because my daughter didn't realize that uh, she has a fantastic political bandit in in her dad. In oh, her there we go. <laughs> <laughs> so, but uh, sometimes I did tell her that uh, this, uh, according to Napoleon, the only few where uh, stupidity is not an handicap is politics. <laughs> so, <laughs> so she may consider when when she's not doing well in in her subjects. I tell her that maybe. She and consider these uh, these uh, politics as a as, as, as a career. Mm. Uh, even though at once this uh, what is it? Once after GE thirteen, GE thirteen, I fetch her together with uh, this uh, a few of her friends. Then uh, in my car, they mean they talk about these uh, uh, politics because that is just right after GE thirteen. Right. And according to them. In their school group chat, hmm. uh, there was uh, this uh, around two thousand people locked on. Two thousand people in a in a group chat. Yeah, in, in a group chat oh. about the GE thirteen. Oh. Whereas when Lee Chong Wei played this uh, Lingdan, yeah. the number of uh, people locked on to the chat is only half of it. Wow. So I think maybe at certain time, mm. I think these uh, the, 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 the youngsters, they are concerned about politics. It certainly sounds like it. Thank you very much, Victor. Thank well, you for your call. Uh, 2,000 people in a group chat. I mean, what a nightmare. That must be buzzing continuously. That is what I was thinking as well. Oh. Although, I mean, see, look at that. Young people, mm. Caroline, they're engaged. Yeah. We're not as apathetic. They're not as apathetic as we think we, they are. Well, I, I don't know whether we necessarily think they are. We're trying to find out okay, this evening. No, no. But here's the thing, right? Mm. If, you, if you are a young person, to prove that you're not apathetic, go to the post office and register to vote. And even if the line is long, you should just stay there. And wait. And wait. And, yeah, and, and, it's your civic duty. Because it is your civic duty to do so. That's right. Uh, we've got Harry on the line. Uh, hey, Harry, you say yes because it affects everyone. 
Yes, uh, Uma. Hi. 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 Good evening. You know what? Uh, we don't realize it. I was never in politics when I was a teenager. I never bothered about it. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, there were so many things that happened. And then I realized when I was about 40 years old how important is uh, politics in our socio-economical life. And of course, financial is the main one. My, you know, I really felt very bad when my son was 18 years old and he went for the scholarship uh, interview and in which he has gone to the final interview. And then he came back and he told me he did not get through because the guys on the board asked him a question about Anna Ibrahim and uh, whether it's right to put him in prison or not. And he said he doesn't know. He didn't bother to know about politics because he was more into his studies and he was more of a sportsman. And I have parents who are still around. They are 84 and 82 years old. And my father has been a staunch BN supporter all his life. And every time I tell him that, you got to look at what the government is giving us. You know, you got to vote wisely. You know what he tells me? I'm voting the government because they gave me a pension. I said, Dad, can be any government, they still give you a pension. That's your right. You have earned. He served 36 years. He served the government for 36 years. Yeah. So coming back to this, it's very important for us to educate our kids into politics because it affects our future, our daily lives. And, you know, politicians, they are a part of good jokes all the time anyway. You know, it makes the conversation around the dinner table very lively. Yeah. And, you know, and politicians are basically out there for the money, nothing more from what I see. Everybody wants the power and money. So I think the children should be educated, made aware of what's going on in the country on a daily basis and who, how they are playing this politics, team A, team B, B and opposition. I think it's very important for the kids to know. Oh, cool. Thank you very Thank much you. for your call. Uh, kids, I mean, uh, that seems to be the consensus across the board um, so far with all of our callers saying that, you know, children should be informed about these things so they can make wiser decisions when they grow up, right? Mm-hmm. We've got Ruben on the line. Uh, Ruben, you say yes, but, you know, parents need to be informed first. Yeah, uh, it's extremely important for uh, parents to be informed uh, before they can pass on that information because... When I was growing up, my parents, um, the last caller talked about uh, his parents like voting for the for the existing government for the longest time uh, just because of the pension. And that was the same mentality that that uh, my parents had too. And I feel that's wrong because you need to you need to have some sort of structure when you're trying to inform your kids about politics and why there should be a suitable choice and um, most importantly, you have to inform your kids what politicians are supposed to do. They're not. They're not supposed to be in, in, in power for the money yet or for all those other things. They're supposed to be there to make changes, to make policy changes. That's what politicians are supposed to do. Right. So, but in your instance, and it could be this way for other individuals in that um, you didn't like the way your parents taught you about politics and it could go the other way. So you can actually go as you obviously did, find out a little bit more about it and, um, you know, sort of inform yourself instead of uh, relying just on your parents, right? Yeah, you could do that. But, uh, but if we're talking about if, if parents should do it, I'm, thinking, I'm saying that they should do it, but only if, only if they're informed, like... Uh, if they have the right information, if you if they if they think that you know you should vote for whoever is in power because you will get something in return, I'm saying that that's that's not the right thing to do. 
Ruben, thank you very much for your call. Um, yes, I, I think information is required all across the board. For the longest time, uh, we, we only had a very limited source of information, right? Mm. Because uh, pre-internet, yeah. um, and it's not too long ago. So you have entire generations who grew up just with television and newspapers. Mm-hmm. And now we have the opposite extreme. We are constantly bombarded with information about politics. To the Twitter, point where Facebook. we don't know what's real, what isn't. Well, Correct. I'm not saying that newspapers are necessarily... No, but it's not, yeah. just, it's not just newspapers, not just television. It's not even just Facebook or Twitter. It's mm-hmm. WhatsApp, Telegram, everything. And, it, and you've got to make up that mind and discern for yourself what is truth, what is fiction. And it, it puts a lot of work on the listener, on the viewer, on the consumer of that information. And that's why I think a lot of people find it easier to just tune out. In, well, there, there is that. Or, you know, although it puts a lot of work on the consumer, they could then learn to, to, to I suppose, decipher, work their way through it and then make up their own minds. Mm, but sometimes it's so hard, Caroline. It's a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> We've got Ferdows on the line. Hey, Ferdows, thank you for holding. Um, you say yes, absolutely, we should talk about it. Yeah. Hi, hi guys. Hi. Uh, hi. I think I think that we should tell our kids or share it with our kids how the politics uh, in Malaysia because every day this politics affected our life, our future, and so on. Because I uh, came from a family that we always talk politics, even when I when I was ten years old during the nineteen nineteen eight election, I was holding flags for for you know the the elections and so on. So when I get older, it gives me a very good perspective on what the politics looks like of whatever party you are voting in. Mm-hmm. But you need to vote so that there are things that you want the country to do so it can be pushed forward. Well-rounded, so, yeah. Yeah, so when uh, we do not talk to our kids on how the politics fight, so they will be in a nice state that they do not know the future or how how does this politics affect them, how they're going to get their jobs, their education, and the well-being of the, of the rest of their life. Thank you very much, Ferdas. Thank you very much for your call. Yes, uh, absolutely, you have to be aware of how this affects, you know, the well-being of the rest of your life. Yep. Some messages, uh, Chris Ng saying, Parliament sits once every few months. Parliament in my family sits almost every night. Every day. Sometimes uh, we call each other young Brahmarat as well. Um, this one saying, I don't think any topic you choose to discuss with your family should be a question um, whether or not you should. It's definitely important. Unfortunately, we feel fear of, taking, uh, of talking about it, um, which we should shouldn't in the first place. Let me, let me tell you something, Caroline. Mm. For the longest time, even in the privacy of Malaysians' own homes, yeah, you'd be whispering. They will, they will whisper. Yeah. They will look yeah. over their shoulders That's right. before they say something controversial. Mm-hmm. I mean, let me tell you, to Dr. Mahadev, he left a great legacy. That's <laughs> that's something special. Zero three seven seven one zero nine thousand is the number to call. Zero one six two zero one nine thousand is the number to text. You can tweet us at BFM Radio. We're asking you whether your family talks politics around the dinner table. Talk back Thursday. We'll be back after the news. BFM eighty nine point nine. The evening edition on BFM eighty nine point nine.
Good evening. It's Talkback Thursday on the evening edition. Caroline and Uma with you. The number to call is 0377109000. You can also text us on 0162019000. You can tweet us at BFM Radio. We're talking about politics and family. We're asking you whether you talk politics with your family around the dinner table and how important is it that your children, uh, you know, we've been talking a lot about children, but actually how important is it to talk to your parents about politics as well? That's something that's mm. come up with a lot of our callers. Uh, let's go straight to the lines. We've got Hilmi on the line. Um, hey, Hilmi, uh, family you say shapes political views. Uh, elaborate on that. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely politics should be long uh, in family discussion. I think it's a great conversation starter. And I think most families do talk about politics. Uh, uh, at, uh, you know. But um, I think the difference is... Uh, oh. Sorry, Hilmi, uh, we've lost you. Hello? Nope, we've lost Hilmi. Uh, Hilmi, call us back. Uh, I think you went through a bad uh, reception zone. Uh, once again, we're talking about politics and the family, and we're asking you whether your parents encouraged you to discuss politics at home. Yep, um, some messages that have come in. This one saying that politics is a way of revealing personalities that at times can be quite shocking, and that's exactly what Uma wants to know. Yes, I want to know all your dirty secrets. He wants to know what's shocking. All of the fights you've had with loved ones. Chris Ng says, kids must be taught politics from uh, the time of the young but uh, it must be neutral in uh, their teaching or else we risk radicalizing them and that's that's a theme that seems to be recurring right lots of people saying that um you know when you teach your kids about it you have to be very wary with the approach mm. well okay so you know we've been talking a lot about the drama that comes with discussing politics with family but you know in the malaysian context as well uh, i think that drama is a lot not a lot more tempered because of our natural cultural deference to elders. You know, we, we, we many, many, many a time we temper our discussions, especially with grown-ups and with our parents. However, if you look at the American context, and uh, you don't have to go far, you, you can just Google, I guess, political conflicts, red versus blue, and you find that uh, come every election season in the United States, every four years, there are all of these stories that do the rounds of families, of brothers and sisters not talking to each other anymore. We saw it uh, over the last uh, election between uh, Obama and Romney. And I have no doubt, I have no doubt that in this current election cycle between Trump and Clinton, I think things are just, just even between Republican and Republican must be so messy. Certainly, but that isn't the case here. Not so much. Oh, well, not at all, almost. Well, not at all, almost, right? I mean, everyone's, everyone's so polite. Like, don't be polite. Tell me about Don't your, be polite. Tell me about all your nasty stories okay, as well. Okay, Uma Call wants us to on know 03 all the polite things. Seven seven one zero nine thousand. Seven seven one zero nine thousand. That's the number to call. You can text us on zero one six two zero one nine thousand. You can tweet us at BFM Radio. So Zaidi says, Hari Raya is such a glorious time for political drama because after a month of fasting, we just want to gossip. I think we just want to gossip no matter what. All the time. Uh, this one saying politics should be discussed. Durvin says politics should be discussed in households. Uh, children must be exposed to what's really going on in the country because politicians are. The makers of policies and laws in this country. There are many youngsters who have no idea and simply don't care. Well, you know, the, the, the heartening news is uh, that we're finding out that that isn't necessarily the case. There are a lot of, um, you know, millennials, I suppose, if you will, who do understand, who do care, very vocal about it. Um, this question um, asking us whether or not the BFM crew talks about politics. All the time. It does happen. Uh, and there is this <laughs> message uh, for Victor, actually. Oh, yes. A uh, message from Victor, a uh, message to Victor, rather, saying, uh, Victor, which group chat allows 2,000 packs? Somebody wants to know. So, oh, I, you know. I can answer that question, actually. I think Telegram. 
2,000? Uh, can actually go up to 5,000 now, if I'm not oh. mistaken. Yeah. Why would you ever want to do that? I don't know. Uh, we've got Semka on the line. Semka, thank you so much for calling. What do you think about politics and family? Hey, guys. Yeah, I think politics uh, should be discussed in the family. I think that's where the starting point is. But in my family, uh, my father was a very simple-minded person. He was, in fact, a garbage collector attached to the government. Mm-hmm. So the only topics of uh, politics that we discussed was that, you know, you have to vote for the government, you have to vote for the government, I'm getting a pension, they are the best. So it was always the one-way communication. <laughs> and it's understandable because at that point of time, they put that the government, that the, the ruling party is the one who's providing that. But in fact, that's just the duty of the government of the day. Regardless which government it is. Mm-hmm. So I think I, my father would be the, you know, the, the typical person that you categorize as the fixed deposit for the current government. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, I think these are the group of people that has to be somehow educated so that they become more critical in making choices and not purely based on, you know, because it's very hard to eradicate the 50 years of propaganda that has been put into their mind. Yeah, so as a result of that, they become less critical and just accept whatever's being thrown at them. Hmm. All right, Semka, thank you so much for your call. You know, that's a very interesting point. And two people have raised it already mm-hmm. uh, with this idea of, oh, the government provides, and so therefore you have to uh, vote for the government. And, and you know what? For the most part, that was entirely true. I mean, can you imagine those elections back in the day? I mean, even before we were born, Caroline, those elections back in the day where um, how would an opposition compete? I mean, the government guy shows up and he goes, hey, you know what? We've built all of this. Yep. And that's what they did. I mean, they provided for the people of this country. And, and I guess for every country, they reach a stage where the hardware... Um, is good yep. and therefore suddenly people start thinking about the software right mm-hmm. and, and and all of these other things begin to fill up your mental space I mean you start you start worrying about human rights you start worrying about education you start worrying about all of these other things and then it becomes a real political playing field yeah I suppose it does very much depend on your mental space where you are or where you still are and, and where the country is actually yeah. uh, in its in its state of growth uh, we're asking you today whether politics uh, should be discussed at home. Uh, do you talk to your kids about politics? Do you talk to your parents about politics? Do you talk about it around the dinner table? Zero three seven seven one zero nine thousand is the number to call. You can text us on zero one six two zero one nine thousand. You can tweet us at BFM Radio. Or you can take part uh, in our poll running on our Twitter page. We're asking whether or not parents should talk to their kids about politics. So far, fifty three percent of respondents. Uh, have said yes, of course. 11% have said maybe. 35% say, uh, say when they're old enough. 1% saying no way. Only 1%. Wow, that is probably the strongest poll we've had to date. Yeah. Um, so I've got, well, well, let, me, let me tell you one last story, right? Which, I'm very, which I would like to know. And one last question which I'm curious about. Um, is our relationships that are compromised by uh, deferring political views, mm-hmm. are they something that's easier or harder to overcome, do you think? That, you know, because people fight for many reasons, but for politics is one of these external factors. It mm-hmm. often has very little, unless you are related to a politician, it often yep. has very little to do with you, your immediate relationship with someone. Yeah, I think what happens in that instance, and somebody described this uh, a little earlier, is um, if you know that your views are in conflict with um, another family members and it doesn't really affect your day-to-day relationship, it's easier to go into denial. <laughs> 
wow, really? <laughs> no, I'm saying that's the case for some families, I, certainly. No, yeah, because I'm just saying, you know, conversations about religion, mm. yeah, those are very hard things to overcome if you have a conflict uh, with another individual about religion. Yes, your fundamental principles, right? Exactly. Mm. And uh, But I don't know about politics in this sense. I mean, not ideological politics, but just say just supporting someone. Yeah. I support Trump. I support Clinton. I support an individual. Yeah. Is that something that you can look beyond and just move on? So where do you think the level of conversation stands, you know, at this point? Um, do you think people are sitting around um, talking about policy at home? So if that isn't the case, then are we even talking about ideological in, uh, differences when it comes to pl- politics here in Malaysia? That's right. Well, we've been asking you today about politics and family. Um, you know, folks, I want to thank you all for your, your texts, your tweets and all of your phone calls. Um, this has been Talk Back. Thursday on the evening edition. Keep taking part in that poll, though. That's still going on on Twitter, and we will uh, have a look at those. Uh, have a look at those results as the evening continues. Once again, this is the evening edition, BFM eighty nine point nine. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM eighty nine point nine, the business station.